0: Oftentimes in life, we are faced with unplanned and unwanted obstacles that discourage us on our life's path. Everyday people give in or give up when these things seem too difficult to overcome. It takes a special kind of person to continue to fight and press on even when they don't fully understand why they should. In spite of it all, was written to encourage and inspire everyone with the message that failure is never failure until you give in to it. This book will bring you true life stories from courageous women who decided to take the stones that were thrown at them and build a bridge to the other side of their own personal success. These ladies are from different walks of life, but the one thing they all have in common is their belief that it was God who brought them through it all. He was there every step of the way, providing them with the divine strength to be an overcomer. These ladies pray that by sharing their stories, that you will be inspired to keep pushing through your own trials and be encouraged in knowing that if God called you to it, he will definitely see you through it. This is the In Spite of It All promo. Pre-orders will be available March 15th. Contact me or any one of my co-authors for your copy of this very inspirational book called In Spite of It All. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Code of Sisterhood podcast. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in with me again. I am coming to you on this beautiful, well, kind of dreary-looking Sunday, but it's always a beautiful day to be on this side of the ground. And um, I'm bringing a special guest to you all today, Miss—I'm going to let her— I'm gonna let her introduce herself. give me just a moment. I got Miss Tierra Ford Stewart in the house with me today. Thank you Tierra for joining. Hey,
1: thank you for having me. I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> I'm excited to have you. So, everyone that's listening, we are, as you know, the name of the podcast is The Code of Sisterhood. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. Um, me and Miss Tiara are going to be talking about the power of sisterhood and how, when we don't exercise that power, it actually works against us. And it's such a tragedy um i can look back on my life and recognize that i've wasted a lot of years doing it the wrong way um being more in competition with other women than actually working together um with other women so we're going to be talking about the power of actually collaborating uplifting supporting encouraging other women and really promoting um the sisterhood so i'm gonna let miss era um, introduce herself to you all and tell y'all who she is so you have the floor
1: hey okay so i'm tara and i'm from new orleans originally but i live here in baton rouge now i am the mother of three boys um i'm you know I'm simple. I'm simple. I go to, you know, go to work, go to church, go home, you know, the normal things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's me. That's me.
0: (laughs) But that's don't 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 never uh, downplay the simple things. Those are the most important roles, being a mother and a wife and and um, all those are some of the most important roles as women that we play um so kind of tell everybody about how we connected and how we met and how we came here today
1: so funny story i saw erica's um, facebook page and she does pecan candy the and i messaged her to see about purchasing some for an office event that I was having had to have been around Christmas time Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken Mm -hmm. and I went back to the office she was like she was so sweet she was so sweet she's like yeah I could you know I can do that you live in bedrooms you live in heaven I can meet you so I was like okay cool we'll go ahead and do that well then I the office decided that they wanted to go a different route I a message and I was like okay I'm not gonna get them this time because (laughs) I'm not gonna do it for the office but I'm definitely gonna get some (laughs) on my own later on and she was like no problem no worries and we just connected via Facebook that way I've never you know I had I had met her in person or anything like that but her spirit just through just even the messages was just so warming and so welcoming and I was like yeah this is definitely someone I want to connect with so we connected and here we are fast forward to February 2020 we're working on a project together and still haven't physically laid eyes on her.
0: <laughs> and you know what? That is so funny because a lot of the people that I'm like in con- in in constant contact with, we have not laid eyes on each other yet. So once we do, it's going to be like, like we've been knowing each other forever. <laughs> like, girl, what you been up to? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, those right type of
1: connections, man, those type of connections and those type of relationships, that's so... It's so awesome when you Mm -hmm. can connect with women on that level and it, not knowing them and you still, you know, pray for them and you still wish the best for them and you still really pay attention to what's going on in their life and you congratulate them. Even if, you know, even if it's months down the line before we actually meet, it's still like we, were sisters, you know? Right. So I right. congratulate you on everything, you know, that you have going on. And I'm like, Ooh, what's going on next? Like it's <laughs> <has going> <laughs>
0: like,
1: exciting. I want to see. <laughs> right.
0: And then it's exciting for me when I get other people involved and then I see their evolution and where they started and where they go. You know how it's when you are a parent, like, you know, when you graduate high school or when you graduate college, it's, you have a sense of pride in your own accomplishment. But when you see your child do it uh-huh. and you know, you had like a hand in it, but they actually uh-huh. did it themselves. It feels even better. When somebody that you care about and you see their evolution. Um, I was just thinking about that the other day, this this young couple um, that I'm I'm friends with their mom. And I remember them like still in high school. I remember them when they graduated high school and they they had been together since they were like 14 and you know right after they graduated high school, they got married, you know and everybody you know most time people say that's too young y'all need to go live your life you need to go do this and do that but they knew what they wanted they got married, they um, they worked and they built their own house. Now they're expecting their first child and just to see, just to remember when knowing them from kids and now they're actually becoming parents, I was riding down the street yesterday, and I was like, "Wow, I actually saw them come from little kids to now becoming parents that That's a good feeling, um yeah, to be able to see somebody evolve like that, um yeah, so I just got off track." <laughs>
1: Ah, you're right fine. You're fine. <laughs> I, I forgot what <laughs> I had, When, you go, I had when you're strolling down memory lane, man.
0: I had a point I was going to make and I just got completely off track what I was going to say. But, um, so yeah, I want the listening audience. Um, we have a project coming up together and it's called in spite of it all. It's an anthology. It's a, a collection of inspirational stories told by women from all over the country. Um, and we're getting together to, you know, share our own true life testimony of something that we overcame in our lives You know, to inspire any woman of any age at any stage in her life that if they find themselves in that similar situation, a lot of times we can find ourselves in the middle of something and not not even know how we're going to see our way out of it. But once we hear somebody else and see, you know, they you know, they they did it and they came through it and look at them now. That gives you that push to keep going and so that's why it was important for all of us to get together and do this project and i really feel like god has his hand on this project the collection of women that he's brought together in the way that they've been brought together so um i'm very excited to see it blossom into something awesome for all of the ladies involved and um tiara is one of those um women and um can you kind of share a little bit with me, um, with the listening audience, um, what your story is going to be about? Don't don't give it all away. Just give us a little snippet.
1: I'm gonna try my best not to give it all away. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but it's so funny because when I was writing, there have been like most of us. There have been so many events that have taken place throughout, you know, your life. You're kind of trying to figure out well, which one. Mm -hmm. should I write about you know like which one which time should I tell them about because at any given point anyone can relate to any one of these scenarios and any one of these stories but Mm -hmm. this particular one that I I chose was one that was really near and dear to me it was when I lost my daughter oh no Um, so so uh she she ended up being born stillborn I carried her for nine months Wow. We didn't find out until towards the seventh month of me caring her that she was gonna have some serious if she was to survive, she was gonna have some serious deformities and right. some serious disabilities. And it's just you get to a point to where you start to ask yourself, Well Laura, well, why? And mm-hmm. what did I do so wrong and well, what did she do so wrong and why is this, why is that? You start to question and you start to wonder and I look back, and as I was writing, I was like, "Man, one of those times would have been a good time when I had a strong sisterhood," yeah. you know, because to go through something, to go through something that devastating is one thing, but then to have to go through it alone—oh
0: my, oh, man, I know. Oh
1: man, you know, it's like you have your mom, you know, but that's mm-hmm. mom. Mom is always there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you have dad. That's dad. He's always there, and you have other family members. That's family. But just to have someone that's mm-hmm. Outside of the family, that really is with you and really can feel your pain as if they were family, mm-hmm. and that's 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 it's unbelievable. Something about it's like it's something. I'm t- I don't know what it is, but it is definitely something about it. And it's like as I was writing, I was like, "Ugh, I think it would have went a little differently, or my feelings would have been a little different if I had someone that was there, sitting with me on the floor, crying with me."
0: Yes, you know. Yes, I'd say that all the <laughs> like time. Like, I wanted
1: that wait in the exhale moment, but just with this situation, yes, and it's like every time I think about the sisterhood, I think about that movie and that moment,
0: right, because you they know? all they were all going through their own individual mm-hmm. things, but when they all came together, they were like it made each of them feel like I'm not in it alone, uh, right. Somebody else mm-hmm. understands, and I can just. Whew, you know, I can just exhale and let it all out yep. and be myself. And I don't have nobody telling me, you know, you got to be strong, you know, suck it in, keep pushing.
1: Ugly cry. An ugly yeah, cry.
0: man. Sometimes you everything. don't need, <laughs> right. Sometimes you don't need somebody to tell you get over it or pick yourself up. You just need somebody to let you fall apart and all they and they just they they let you do that. Um I think us as black women we don't do that enough and we don't allow each other to do that. Um and it's I don't know it's it's partially pressure we put on ourselves and then it's pressure from society that's been told that we're supposed to be strong, we're the backbone of everything and if we fall apart everything falls apart and we feel that weight on our shoulders and um man sometimes you just want somebody to say hey let me take all that weight off your shoulders and carry it for you for a minute
1: yeah that's so true it's so i mean it's just so miraculous when you can find that connection and you can't find that group of women or even that one other woman it's just something about You know, having another woman, somebody that can really understand you, can understand your emotions, can understand, you know, your ups and downs, your your togetherness, your craziness, all all of the above, all of the above. And it, it really is within our community. I really do feel that we'll get to a point. Our biggest issue is we don't know how to be vulnerable. Mm hmm don't know how to be vulnerable with each other and even with ourselves mm-hmm. It's like the moment you start to feel yourself falling apart you quickly gather it back together and it's like no i'm not gonna do this no i'm not gonna let this happen i'm gonna suck this up like i've always done and i'm gonna keep moving and yes. it's like sometimes you just have to sit in the restroom in, in your bathroom and just cry just cry it out
0: you know, that's been my biggest struggle my whole life. I have to give myself permission to mm-hmm. cry and feel even I even feel sorry for myself. Like I can watch a, I can watch a, a TV show. I can watch a movie or I can watch like a video on the news telling a sad story about somebody else. And I could cry like the drop of a hat for somebody else. But when it's Which me you can't do it for yourself I can't when I'm going through something I will not allow myself to cry for myself And I guess it's because I feel like I've I've built such a a tolerance for and I've I've built such a strong sense of if not me then who and mm-hmm. and I've always told myself if you if you break down then who do you have? And so I never let myself break down. And I've just now gotten to the point where I've started consciously making myself sit down, Mm -hmm. feel bad for myself, let myself cry, cash it out, and then go on with your life. Go on with your day-to-day life. But don't let that build up.
1: Right. But, I mean, Erica, think about it. So you have that. You, you were in that that zone you were in that arena how many of us are are there like so many mm-hmm. of us were there and it, it is really hard it's really really hard to get mm-hmm. to a point to where you can allow yourself to go to that spot like there's this it's just a certain out-of-body area <laughs> mm-hmm. where that spot is and you're like nope I'm not going there mm-hmm. you're gonna avoid that at all costs so I mean yeah. it's just so it's so crazy it's so crazy how that all works out
0: so I had a question for you I wanted to ask you why do you think that more women find it more comfortable to compete with each other instead of collaborate
1: because I don't have to be vulnerable when I'm competing mm-hmm. I don't have to be I'm in competition mode so therefore I'm using all of my strength and putting forth all of my efforts into making sure that I look better than you Mm -hmm. or i outshine you or Mm -hmm. i i don't show my weaknesses no one can see my weaknesses if i'm in competition mode so if i'm not then that means that my my flaws are showing and my vulnerabilities are showing and my i'm letting my guard down and i don't want to do that like i want to keep this wall up i want to keep everything covered and i want to keep everything protected so it's so much easier for me to say just like okay let's use you for example Mm -hmm. you were doing the anthology You could have not posted on Facebook, hey, does anyone want to join me? You could have hand-selected message certain people It was like, hey, this is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. You want to be a part of it, right? Like your own little group, your own circle, the people who were on the last project with you, you could have used those very same people again, right? Right, right. But you didn't do that. You posted on Facebook, hey, anybody who wants to join, let me know. Mm-hmm. So, this is how you have now. We've developed this secondary source of sisterhood outside of the first project. So, you're working with people on this project that you didn't get a chance to work with on the first one. Whereas, some other person would have felt it more comfortable. I've worked with them before. I yeah. know what they're about. I'm just going to go that route. I'm not, I'm not going to deal with these other strange people because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what, they're, what they're, you know what their zhuzh is. I don't know what kind of vibes they're bringing. I'm just right. going to go head on and deal with these, the people that I previously dealt with. And then not only did you give us access to this avenue, but we have access to other avenues. Do you know how many people would have only told, like it would have been you that was sending out the specifics? It would have been you that was sending out everything. So everything had to go through you and you were able to monitor the growth of everyone else. Whereas with this platform, we have direct access to Landria and we have direct access to this. And we could yeah. do other projects outside of inside of it all with her to help grow ourselves. But how many women actually do that for each other? It's like just a prime example where I was talking to a, um, a lady a couple days ago. And it's like if someone says someone has told me several times, oh, I really like those shoes. You can ask my kids. I'm like, girl, what's I shoe show you? Well, you can have these. <laughs> you know? I'm like taking them off, giving them away. Yeah. My husband is like, you're going to come home, make it. Or <laughs> like, give away everything. But it's like if someone tells me that they like it, my first move is I'm I, I'm telling you, I have the heart of a servant. It. So it's like my first move is to give it away. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to tell you exactly where I got it from, how much I bought it for. If they don't mm-hmm. have this place, go to this place. But How many other people would do that? You tell somebody, oh, where'd you get that shirt from? What is the first thing? This thing? Oh, girl, I can't remember why uh-huh uh-huh i oh got it was a long time ago wait then you just got it last
0: week <laughs> <laughs> and i don't know why people have that mindset like they don't want you know i want to be the only one with this dress i want to be the only one with these shoes girl you think the company gonna make money if I'm they only sell one you. pair of those shoes everybody needs a pair to pair those shoes you. stop being like this <laughs> And it doesn't matter if, if 30 women have on the same dress, it's going to look different on every one of those women. Yes. So exactly.
1: what does it matter? We don't understand, we don't understand that, that even though it's the same, it's still different
0: because right. we're different.
1: Our process is different. So the way that we're going to put that outfit together is going to be totally different exactly. because our perception of it is different. Right? So you may look at a dress that has blue, yellow, and green in it, but your favorite color may be green. So you're gonna accentuate the green. I don't green really right. do so much. So I'm gonna accentuate the green. Right. And someone else is gonna, you know, do all three. So it's like it's still gonna be a different style. And that's one thing that I can't stand is when they do that who wore it best type of deal. It's mm-hmm. like you can't even really compare because their body styles are different. You know everything. Someone they make <laughs> their body styles, their height is different. Everything is different, so it's like, do we really? Can we really say
0: more though? Yes. Really? Yeah.
1: And then it's <laughs> like
0: some people were like, you can't, you can't say both. You got to choose one. I could
1: say <laughs> both if I want to. Mm-hmm. I like I mean, them both. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know. And I feel like the the way that society is and the way that the media is and social media is turning into everything is, everything is a competition. Mm, I have more likes than you. I have more shares than you. I have more this than you and you're doing this and I'm not at this point, but I will. So I'm not going to congratulate you until I'm there. Mm-hmm. And I never forget. I was in church one day. And my pastor gave this analogy and it blessed my soul. Mm-hmm. He said that if you have five people in a line, right? and let's say it was you know you were at the front Erica and I was next and then there were three other people behind me and there was someone a millionaire he came and he was writing out checks to give everybody let's say $10,000 well if he comes to you first and he said that he was going to give everyone $10,000 when he comes to you I should be shouting
0: right? Why? because I'm next right?
1: you see what I'm saying right. and then when he comes to me whoever is behind me should be shouting for me because they're next Yes. so that's the way that I look at things. It's like if if God has done it for you, then He can do it for me too. So mm-hmm. I'm going to shout and I'm going to celebrate you and I'm going to give you all the praise, the accolades, girl. We're going to share this. We're going we're going to get this out here because I know one thing: when it's my turn, mm-hmm. we're going to share We're going we're going to dance for me too. So it's mm-hmm. like I don't understand why we can't think about that on all platforms and on all in all areas and all arenas. Like it's just. How hard is it for you to say good job to someone else? It's too, How hard is it for you to say I'm proud of you?
0: Like Because why? it's the, that spirit of jealousy. And Ooh, I, I don't understand why, you know, if, you, if everybody has their own individual relationship with God, what he has mm-hmm. for me is not the same mm-hmm. as what he has for you. And so if I'm thinking that, what you have with him is more than what I have. I can't appreciate exactly what he's given me right and that's right. W- that's where social media hit you know I feel like social media is good if you use it for good and it's it's terrible if you use it for 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 terrible things, terrible things, (laughs) and and most the majority of people are using it for the wrong reasons, Mm -hmm. and then the good people who you know want to do good, they're getting caught up in that because that comparison game. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you got to understand social media. Most of the times, it's just like going to the theater to watch a movie. Those are actors. Though that's not really their life. Social media is full of actors. They're showing Mm -hmm. you the parts they're (laughs) they're leaving off all the parts they don't want you to see, and they're showing Mm -hmm. you the things they Mm -hmm. want you to see. But you're comparing your you're comparing your backstory to what they're putting out on the front lines, and you thinking they got it going on. I'm over here struggling to pay my bills, and everybody else taking trips. That's not for real. That's not for they're real. Not gonna tell
1: you. I mean, it's not everyone, but they're not going to tell you the ones that are. They're not going to tell you how they switched around bills to go on that trip. All right. <laughs> they're not going to tell you how. They're not going to tell you how they were on a trip trying to figure out. I say, hey, the light uh, bill is due. I called for an extension, yes. But I'm two days past, <laughs> so I'm gonna see if I can. Like, they're not gonna. They're just not gonna tell you that, right? Yeah. So you, I, it's just crazy. It's crazy how we get so caught up. Mm -hmm. And what we see in this, man,
0: yeah,
1: we get caught up in what we see and we want to experience everyone else's experience because ours is so bad. But it's like really and truthfully, your experience is your experience and is your experience for a reason. Right. Every, I'm a firm believer, everyone has a story, right? And no matter how many books are out there, everybody's story is going to impact everyone differently. Exactly. So, even within the ladies that's writing this particular book there may be a story in there that's going to be one that i myself is going like oh this is just what i needed to hear mm-hmm. at the time right because that's what i needed mm-hmm. and it's like you have these people where everyone you know they're writing and they're doing different things and they feel everyone feels like every industry is saturated every industry is this and there's so many this and there's so many that out there but no matter how many people are doing certain things, there's enough to go around.
0: Exactly. I promise
1: there's enough room at the table for everyone to grab a plate and fill it up. There's exactly. enough room for everyone.
0: Everybody's of- unique. Everybody's experience is unique. And I learned that on the last project, like um, the story I told. And then when I read some of the other ladies stories, they were telling other people other stories that I also went through and I felt like (laughs) she's telling my story like you are in my business how did you know I was Uh the exact same thing and and then there were some other ladies that also touched me because they had some experiences that I had not gone through but it gave me another perspective to understand Sometimes we can take certain circumstances for granted when we don't, mm-hmm. when we haven't been through that ourselves, and so that's also important. And that's what I want um, women who read this book to understand. Even if that particular story doesn't hit home with you, like you didn't go ex- through that exactly, it should still give you some compassion. For a situation that you probably have not experienced yourself now you can see how that affects other people and you may be more sensitive to that like yeah I, one of the ladies in the um in the last book she talked about her experience with not being able to have kids with infertility you know and a woman who can have kids freely would take that for granted mm-hmm and not Mm -hmm. understand that the person who can't have kids will give her right arm or her right leg to have what you have.
1: That's so very true. So very true.
0: So that gives you a lot of compassion and sensitivity towards other women, regardless of what their story is and their background.
1: That's crazy. Like that's so, it's so good. And it's so deep and I don't know why we look at each other just as competition. And I'll tell you, it's so funny because I always say this. I was like, okay, I personally was not involved in our history and slavery. Mm-hmm. Personally, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how is it that within our current hmm. community, like our current um lifestyle and our current the current place where we are now how is it that we still have the mentality of slavery <laughs> like it just blows my mind i'm so confused because it's like it's still that separation of the yeah. field girl in the house girl mm-hmm. you know oh i'm prettier than you so i i was in the i was in the house and mm-hmm. you were out there in the field and you were doing it so i'm better than you and i'm the and it's like how how do we still so many hundreds of years have passed. How do we still have that mentality if it's something that we didn't actually participate in?
0: It's you generational. Know? And then it became it became part of our DNA because yeah. you, you only know what you see. So mm-hmm. if our ancestors were slaves and then they had a generation of children, the same behavior that they experienced, they modeled that raising their kids and then they passed that down and then it continued to be passed down and that's why we still have parents now who believe in you know beating like beating your child because the closer you get going back to slavery that's what that was in their mind that's how you control and discipline and so now that i'm raising kids that's how I was controlled and that's how I was disciplined. So that's what I do for my kids. And mm-hmm. it's gotten, you know, we've gotten weight from it a lot more since then, but it's still very much ingrained in our mindsets and our DNA. And that's where it gets the generational curses from.
1: Because right. right.
0: the more you, the more things, I seen something the other day that said a woman that heals herself, heals her children, and heals her children's children. Right. So it has to start with one generation that decides that all the generations before me, they did it wrong. Mm -hmm. I can't continue to do it like they did it and expect to get different results than what they got. So it got to stop with me. And then I'm going to pass down what I've learned from my generation to the next to the next Um, and that's what I I see a lot of too that's what I learned with this last book was we need to break the cycle of black families keeping secrets sweeping stuff under the rug and and thinking that it's going to get better the next generation and then when you look three generations down you wonder why You still have pedophiles in your family. You still have people molesting kids because y'all never addressed it three generations ago.
1: Right. And you
0: just kept it a secret.
1: Right. Man, that's so true. Like, that is so true. It's uh, it's like Mm -hmm. the things that they that they should keep a secret, they don't. Mm-hmm. the things that they shouldn't <laughs> they do. Like mm-hmm. it's so backwards. It's like the things that you just shouldn't be talking about you do. But right. there are some things that you really need to have a conversation about and, and we just don't. Like we just yes. we ignore it and we we look the other way and it's like there's only so many different ways you can look now. There's only mm. so many ways you can turn. yes indeed before this really gets completely out of hand and like we're at the point where it's out of hand now it's out of hand
0: yes it's out of hand (laughs) we gotta really back in (laughs)
1: it's out of hand (laughs) Ah, man i don't and i feel like some of like the the issues with us that comes from that as well Mm -hmm. you know it's you saw you maybe felt like one sibling or one cousin got more attention than you did or something i don't know it's just like some crazy thing that could have happened that probably wasn't that particular way but the way that we feel about ourselves and the way that we view things mm-hmm. it's like any little thing that happened we take that so personal we take oh, yeah. it so personal um and when we take it personal we are we're at a state now. Mm-hmm where it was one time where you can say, oh, they're easily offended. But now we're at a state now where everything is an offense. Everything offends you. Everything hurts your feelings. Mm -hmm. Everything makes you feel some type of way. And it's like, man, Mm. what do we do? Every, I mean, everybody is offended.
0: And and the crazy thing is, I can understand you being offended by something that's just blatantly wrong but people get offended by the truth that's where I have a problem you don't get offended by the truth because the truth will set you free regardless if it's pretty ugly you want to hear it you don't want to hear we got to start setting ourselves free With the truth. That's the
1: thing, Erica. They don't want to be free.
0: Uh, They're having
1: fun. They're having fun in their fantasy world. They're having Mm -hmm. fun in the lie. Because as long as I can continue to live this lie, Mm -hmm. no one can see my flaws. No Mm -hmm. one can see my imperfections. No one can see that I have issues just like you do. Mm -hmm. No one can see that I hurt just like you do. No Mm -hmm. one can see that. So if I can continue to keep up the facade and I can continue to live the lie, then hey, how right. dare you! How dare Why you tell me the truth? How right. Dare you? <laughs> Who said I wanted to hear that?
0: <laughs> People get offended, honey, when you challenge Ooh. they you challenge their way of thinking. It's it's not a personal yeah. attack on you. I'm just saying that maybe there's a different way to look at this. Maybe that other person's uh, uh, you know perspective. Y'all can meet somewhere in the middle. You know, it doesn't always have to be my way or the highway or this is how my grandmother did it and that's how her grandmother did it. There's always room for improvement and change, you know, so we can thrive because the world is constantly changing. But if we continue to be stubborn and say, I'm going to stay the same, the world is just moving around us and leaving us behind.
1: I mean, it's the mindset. It's just everything starts in the mind. It's the mindset. I, I want to be right.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: no matter what it takes, I'm going to be right. Mm-hmm. No matter who I have to step on and who I have to ignore and who I have to push out of line and all mm-hmm. that, I'm going to be right because I have to, I have to keep, I have to maintain, I, should say. <laughs> I have to main. I have to maintain what the appearances are I have to keep up the appearances Mm -hmm. so how dare I how dare (laughs) I show you that I'm human how dare I show you that I'm human
0: Hmm. how dare I show you that maybe I was wrong you know that's, that's one of the worst people you can be around is a person who can never ever ever admit that they was wrong
1: yes it goes and, back to
0: accountability. Yeah, it's so frustrating because it's like, so if I'm telling you that this ru- this ball is blue,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you're telling me it's red, and then we got to do a scientific <laughs> experiment on yes, you, so yes, prove to you that this ball is blue. You know what? It's red. I'm gonna let you have it. It's red
1: because <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> right? I can't. Do I don't. It. I don't know. Like something as simple as this. I'll give you an example. Um, the other day, I was at work. So I'm, I'm a dental office manager at a dental office. Mm-hmm. And this particular morning, I was late. I was. And when I got to work, my boss. She wasn't like she's not really chipper chipper but she wasn't just herself mm-hmm. so i asked her i was like hey you okay yeah i'm fine she was really short i said no you're not what's wrong and she told me she was like well i was just kind of upset that you were late i said well why are you just why you didn't say anything right. she's like i mean it's fine i said no it's not fine i said because if it was fine you wouldn't have brought it up right. i said well you know what i say i apologize and she was like no it's okay i said no it's not okay <laughs> because if it was okay you wouldn't have brought it up right I said so you but you know what I said the thing was you are absolutely correct I was late and it won't happen again I say that was my fault now what I could have done was I could have made up all the excuses in the world because I was I technically was late because I had to get my son to school and right. I guess there was a train I could have just told her all these things when I was late because I had to get him to school and there was a train and I was this there was this that was that there's always an excuse for something but I was like you know what she's right I was late right. it doesn't matter what the excuse is the right. fact of the matter is I was late
0: Right, right. And I could have
1: even went as far as saying, I'm the manager. Why do I have to be here when they open up? I'm not doing nothing when I first get here anyway, but that's not the point. I'm a leader in the practice. So I need to be there on time, right? So I accept accountability. You told me that I was late. You didn't like it. Guess what? I'm gonna do everything in my power to not let it happen again. Right, right. So I accepted it. And you know what? The crazy thing about it was immediately, she was like, thank you for that. And immediately her mood changed. So just think about this. So many people walk around angry and upset with each other, but no one ever expresses Mm. what's the problem. What did I do that bothered you so much until you have an attitude or until you're
0: angry? What
1: is it that I did? What is it that I said? But had I not went to her and was like, hey, what's going on? I I noticed that you weren't yourself. She would have just walked around upset all day. She wouldn't have came and said anything to me.
0: And and then in turn, that would have made you kind of feel some kind of yes. way towards hers because yes. she acting funny today. Yes. She not even telling nobody what's wrong with her. So, right, you know, you could have assumed so it would have just started have been the
1: something. whole world. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Something you could have else. assumed something happened at her house and she brought it to the job. You know, mm-hmm. communication is such a key.
1: I'm telling you, it's so powerful when you actually, when you do it effectively. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and we don't we don't do well with effective communication we do more with talking at each other than actually talking to each other
0: Mm -hmm. I know I have been very guilty of that throughout the years because I've been such an introverted person and I I was so naive in thinking that you know if a person knows me or if they care about me then they should just know you know Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have to tell them That's that's Uh one of the dumbest things I could have ever said in life. (laughs) And I look back, you know, my past relationships and I realized I contributed to a lot of the breakdown because I never voiced what what my you know, what what was wrong with me. I just assumed they should know. And then I get an attitude and then in turn, they get an attitude and then the, mm-hmm. you know the communication just continues to t- deteriorate from there um, but now I understand you have to actually say now after you put it out there and mm-hmm. then the, the you know the behavior continues then that's another conversation but if you never say anything you can't hold somebody accountable to something you never told them
1: correct 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 and we do that so often Mm -hmm. we do that with our kids Mm -hmm. we do that with our spouses we do that with our friends we do it with people at work we do it so often it's like we hold them, to, we hold, I mean, hold their feet to the fire. Yeah. Ready to burn them up. <laughs> and they're like,
0: I didn't even know you was mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't, you should have known. You should have known. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Now I'm a liar. Like,
1: How would I have known? <laughs> I mean, did you write it down on a note somewhere? <laughs> like, how would I, just how would I have known that? yeah I I don't know I don't know but that's how I'm telling that's how it is and it's so funny when you like going back to social media you can just read between the lines with so many things but it's still like are you like? Are you saying that to mean this, or are you saying it to mean that? I don't really know how I'm supposed to take this. <laughs> what are you? What are you saying here, friend? What are you saying? <laughs> yeah,
0: and you know what? I've I've gotten so keen at this. i I can actually, like, I can feel out a person over social media. Like, I can feel their mood through mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what they post. You know how they react to things. Um, And you can kind of tell when people are going through certain periods, phases in their life by what they start to post. And it's like, ah, this is something different. This ain't yep. what, her <laughs> usual stuff. <laughs> this ain't sis what's going on. Sis what's
1: yes, going on. Yes. This, yes, this yes. It?
0: <laughs> Yeah, this, this ain't what you usually be saying. This something different.
1: <laughs> <laughs> who and did who we need read, to go jump? Right, right, right.
0: Who did that? Who made you mad, girl? Who tell did you. it? <laughs> Matter of fact, don't tell us. Go tell them. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Because they might not even Very true. read this post right now.
1: <laughs> they're not reading it. They're not reading it. And if they are, they're probably applying it to somebody else. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, honey. People be getting all in their feelings.
1: Oh, goodness. This is so great, man. Life is crazy. Life is so
0: crazy. I feel like if if I'm not putting something out there that's educating Inspiring, mm-hmm. motivating, uplifting, or making people laugh, mm-hmm. then I, I really am not. I don't want to, I'm not gonna post it. I don't, right? You know, I dealt with too much negativity in my life. I really try to avoid it at all costs.
1: Yeah.
0: And I That's don't want to spread it.
1: Yeah. And just think if we all took that stance, how much better the world would be.
0: Mm hmm. Yes. Better right but I've I've (laughs) understand now that it's my responsibility to filter you know the Mm -hmm. energy that I let in my life because nobody is above it nobody is above it whatever energy that you've you know you surround yourself with it will it will start to become part of you Mm -hmm. and I know that when I was around a lot of negative people I was a negative person I participated in Very it. Very true. <laughs> Very true. And I know Very
1: I see much. it. That's so true. And it's like, isn't that so crazy? Like how just being around someone else's energy, man, that is catchy. Like mm-hmm. It is catchy. Just being around someone else's energy will turn you into a totally different person. And it gets to the point to where if it goes on for too long, you're like, wait, are you supposed yeah. to not recognize yourself?
0: Right. Yeah. Like, who am I?
1: Right. Like, how did this person... Like, where did she come from and where Mm. did she surface? Like, I need her to go back to wherever, whatever pit she crawled up out of, we need to put her on back in there. Yeah. Because this is not it. Like, this is it's man. I went from a a positive penny to a Debbie Downer and didn't (laughs) even realize it.
0: Yeah. And then you start to not even like yourself. Like, sometimes (laughs) I used to hear myself saying stuff and be like, ooh, that would be nice.
1: That was so ugly but then you know like the first time you did it it convicted you right and mm-hmm. then after a couple of times you didn't even feel a conviction anymore it just became the norm
0: mm-hmm. because human nature is to want our 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 deepest human nature is to want to be accepted and mm-hmm. you know and be mm-hmm. surrounded by other people who are like us and so whatever's going on around us we want to fit into that
1: oh yeah oh yeah we see that so much with our youth oh yeah that's coming up you know the youth oh man but then it's like we we get upset with them but we don't we do the same thing as adults we
0: do the same thing as adults do the same thing yep we have to be more conscious the only the difference between them and us is that they haven't developed you know the maturity Mm -hmm. to recognize it yet um very true but we should have by now, even though it's tragic some of us haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, <man. laughs> and that's why that's why it's important that uh, a good percentage of us steps out there and and be and be that leader to say, no, 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 no. This we're not gonna participate in this. We're gonna do something better, we're gonna do something
1: different. Mm-hmm hmm Yeah. I don't know. Like I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. A lot well, of prayer. I okay. tell you what, honey, <laughs> it's
0: been such a pleasure to have you on the show. I felt like I was just yes. talking to a good girlfriend. Yes. <laughs> it
1: has been exciting. We're
0: gonna have Thank to you for having again. me again. Oh yeah, <laughs> and and I I want to do one where we have a, like a group discussion because this new platform that I have now we can do um, I think we can do up to four people at a time. Oh,
1: cool. Okay. So
0: okay. I want to do that where we have like a group discussion, and um, I'll think of okay. some good topics for us to talk about. Okay. But. I want you to leave the listeners with something. Let the listeners know, um, you know, give them some good, positive inspiration. Leave them with something that you want them to remember Tiara for.
1: Okay, so here we go, guys. I want you to remember that you are enough. Period. You are enough. Whatever you have brought to the table, whatever you bring to the table, whatever you have packed up in your picnic pick- basket. <laughs> it's good enough to sit at the table and yes. enjoy with your sisters and enjoy with everyone else man you are enough what you have to bring it may be something that I'm lacking so I mm. might need you to be at the table
0: yes yes <laughs> yes I love that well thank you so much for joining me today
1: ma'am and
0: thank we you gonna- for having me. We're gonna have to set up a a, a lunch date or something to meet. Um, oh yeah! Because we're not that far away. You say you're in Baton Rouge, right? Mhm. And and I've been I've been eyeing some places over there that I want to check out because I'm a I'm I'm a I'm a hungry girl. I love to eat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone in Louisiana are. So, yeah. so let me know. <laughs> let me know. <laughs> yes, ma'am. We gonna
0: set that up soon. Okay, good deal. Good deal. Well, thank you, honey, and you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank
1: you. You do the same. You do the same. Okay, bye bye.